Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity's reason. M-O-L-M-M. That feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, that's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto-tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. All right. (laughs) Six hours later. Y'all done got digitally painted. Welcome to another episode of Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that never gives listeners the illusion of choice because there's no telling what they do with that kind of power. So we're just going to kind of keep talking here for a while. Don't skip ahead. Don't pick another podcast. Just stay here. We'll take care of you. We'll keep you safe. I'm your host, Ben Helms. And with me, as always, are my trusty co-hosts, the narrators to my protagonizing, the blinking computer screens to my abandoned Stanley, the beautiful and inspirational break room to my useless vending machine, Jason Helms and Corrigan Vaughn. How's it going, you two? Lovely. Ben thought the intro was going very well. <laughs> what he didn't know is that no one was really listening to him. Yeah. His voice was going out into the world, never to be heard by another soul. That's right. A lonely life, the life Ooh, of a podcaster. Sad. I need you to do that again, but in a British accent. Honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't. A deep baritone. Crikey! Hello there. Welcome to another episode <laughs> oh, of the Middle Air Mirror Fiber. Did you guys start talking back to yours in a British accent? Because I definitely did I, while I was playing the game. I did not. <laughs> I did not. No. Oh, no. Just me? No. Okay, cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. All right. So, uh, Jay, today we're diving deep. Deep! Deep into the world of Stanley and the choices he makes and does not make. But first, we're going to talk about where the game came from and the development of the game. Uh, No table of contents today, I figure, because I do that every month. And if people want to know what's in the episode, they can read the description or they can just keep listening. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know that you do that every month. So I'm going to say you're probably fine. Perfect. We're skipping it. Uh, Not saving any time because I'm explaining the fact that we're skipping it. But here we go. So meta. Was it, Corey, was it your idea to play this game? Yes, I picked this because I already owned it. And little... I. I hope Jason loved this game because as I played it, I didn't realize how much of a Jason game this felt like until I was playing it. I was like, oh, this yeah. feels like this feels like Jason. People have told me for years that like this is the game designed for me. Yeah. And I've played so many student games over the last seven years mm. teaching this class that reference the Stanley Parable that have things going on with it. Uh, and students just looking me in the eyes and say, you have to play the Stanley Parable. Dr. Holmes, it is your game. Yeah. Corey, have you ever had that moment where you're like, oh, I understand why people don't like me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Oh, this is what it's like. I want to say no, but yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, this was like (laughs) like meeting my doppelganger and Mm. being like, could use a bit less of that. (laughs) Not enjoying this. Thank Mm. you. Uh, Corey, I didn't enjoy the game. Really? Uh, not very much at oh, all. Interesting. Um, now, fortunately, I... So you looked in the mirror and you didn't like what you saw. Did wow. not like... I've got a lot of reflection to do, more than that uh, Wookiee from Fallen Order that I sent you to. Oh, and, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is a screenshot that actually should be on our Instagram if it isn't, Absolutely. by the way. Absolutely. Because we need to fix that. There is... Yeah. Uh, Jason sent us a screen grab I don't, did you mention it in the last episode i no, don't know if you no, mentioned it no no i don't remember hearing that but of a wookie contemplating his own genitals yep yeah okay. yeah it's pretty clear that's what he's doing yep. it's really something thank you fallen order yeah there's really no other way to interpret it but anyways yeah so 
um, uh, like it wasn't like I had a really bad time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not like, oh, give me those three hours back. But it was like disappointment upon disappointment of this thing that everyone tells you that is made exactly for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you're just kind of going like, I get it. No, no, no. I, I get it. And I, I get why you think it's like me. And God, I hope you're wrong. Oh, I hope you're wrong. So it was like a, sure cheaty, a cheaty situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, I think so. It's like the opposite of Outer Wilds where you're like, hey, Ben, this is all the things you love in the world in a game. And I yep. loved the game so yep. much. Yeah, and it actually worked yep. out. I'm very yeah. basic. I understand. Yep. Yes. Everyone understands who I am. I understand who I am. It was a great game. Yep. And that's that's a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah. That was me and me and Ringo Ishikawa. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've had my experience, but but I'm nothing like Ringo Ishikawa. I don't think somebody looks at me and is like, you should play Friends of Ringo yeah. Ishikawa. This is totally you, it, Jay. It's not, but, but it so is. Oh, my gosh, I love it so much. Yeah. So I do feel like we do this way too much, where we actually really like a game, and the only thing that sticks with us is like, oh, those couple like negative things. Mm-hmm. And we start the episode. The first 20 minutes are all about those three things <laughs> that we didn't really so love. True. And that's why I'm going to cover the development. Perfect. And then y'all okay. can really dig into the gameplay. Um, I, hey, we talked about this. I know you enjoyed parts of the game. Absolutely. No, no. And, and there's really more than anything. Like, I respected things about the game. I was like, oh, that's a really interesting choice. Oh, that's really good. That's solid. Sure. It's like the critical side of my mind was like, this is this is well done. And this joke is not hitting for me. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like that's, haha! I see a joke. Check mark. Um, right, right, right. See, I think the jokes were like I'm the target audience mm. for it. It felt very like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. like oh, just totally. that kind of totally. humor yep. in it. Like I was like, oh, there were a couple times I full on laughed out loud in this. But let's get into that background yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Jay, you know, take us on a ride. We'll get there. All right, take us on a ride. I, I am. Uh, I, I lack confidence in pronouncing the two creators' names. So we're just going to go with what I say. I've looked into it. I've done a little research, and it's not working. Uh, We're going to say Davey Reedon. W-R-E-D-E-N. I'm going to say Reedon. Oh, you have the other designer to go next, huh? I know. Yeah, it's not going to get easier. Billy. Um, Oh, Billy Pooh? Yeah, Billy Pooh. I was going to say Pew, uh, but we'll see. Okay, that works. So uh, Davey Reedon got this idea for a game. Uh, It was going to be very meta. It was going to be about the narratives that happen in games and about narratives and storytelling more broadly. And he thought about it for about three years before he realized that he could do it using a Half-Life 2 mod. Uh, Half-Life 2, you may know, is the uh, the well-reviewed sequel to Half-Life. And at some point, Half-Life 2 released uh, the engine that was used to make it as the source engine. And that led to a bunch of games, uh, including Portal. And I can't remember exactly how that works into it, but we won't worry too much about it. It's also part of that process. Uh, anyway, he made a mod. Uh, it was tough. He was not super experienced with uh, with programming. It was his first game, and he was teaching himself game development as he did it. Uh, but that that humor, that basic idea, and key of all of this was the narration of Kevin Brighting. Uh, once he found Kevin Brighting, he had a game. And so he made it as a mod, very simple, easy graphics, um, and it was incredibly well-reviewed. It had something like 90,000 downloads in the first two weeks. And this is from wow. an unknown developer, uh, just through word of mouth. Wow. Was that a finished game or just like one room or something? Uh, it was the the six main endings. Uh, so oh, wow. Okay. Leave out, and I don't know which ones exactly those are, but I'm going to sure. guess that you're going to leave out. You're going to have the uh, getting out into nature. You're going to have the... 
well, we can get into those. There's 19 sure, different sure. endings in the in the Jeez. one the official Stanley Parable release. In the mod version, there were six. Uh, those six were retained for the full version. So Reedon decides he's going to do like a like a full version of it because this was just kind of him goofing around. Um, it took him a lot of time. It took him a lot of energy. But like even what he was trying to do was beyond his skill level. Mm-hmm. And so he announces his plans to do this. And uh, good old Billy Pugh. Uh, is his name, his name is William Ben. You, you've led me astray. It's William Pugh. <laughs> it is. Uh, who, who was, uh. had done some game development before, really loved uh, the Stanley Parable mod, reached out to him and said, uh, hey, what, what if I help you? What if we work together on this? And that also kind of led to uh, William Pugh opening up the uh, game dev company Crows, Crows, Crows. Because now he saw what he could do, which is like assist in other projects, not just go from scratch on his own and start to build a larger network. So uh, Pew and Raiden start to work together. Uh, They release this larger game. They even are able to pull in elements of Portal and Minecraft, uh, literally, by reaching out to the creators and getting approval for those things. And then the, the new version is released to wild acclaim. Suddenly, it's not just the modding community that loves it. Everybody loves it. It's amazing. It's the game everyone didn't know they wanted. And of course, the most important decision they made was Kevin Brighting will absolutely still be the narrator. So that was retained throughout. He really is the heart of this game. He gets across the humor, the personality, all of those things. He's so good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so that's the basic story of it. They are currently working on a, an ultra deluxe version with even more endings. And that was supposed to come out in November 2019. Checking my watch and nope, mm. mid 2020. So Missed it. look for that uh, sometime after Duke Nukem Forever um, or Five Ever, whichever the next one they're doing is. Did you guys get a lot of Stranger Than Fiction vibes throughout the game? I haven't seen that in ages, so it didn't dawn on me. But yeah, no, now that you mention it. Yeah. I know. Well, Kevin Brighting, is that the guy's name? It's not, I mean, he's no Emma Thompson, but still. Well, I mean, who is? Little did he know. Emma Thompson is. Yes. Okay. Yes. You raise a valid point there. Good yeah. point, Jason. All right. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm helping. So they released in, yeah, 2013. Next one comes out in any time in the next like month or two, I'm sure. Yeah. Just around the corner. Sure. Uh, with like 30 new endings or something crazy. That's too many. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was so stressed out by the endings we had. Yeah. I cannot even imagine. To transition so. to gameplay. And then I'm going to I'm going to shut up and stop yeah. being negative. Yeah, yeah. I have had people describe me before as insufferable. Mm. <laughs> and Jeez, that's a little much. It's, a, it's harsh, right? Yeah. And and it was playing this game that I went. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So expound upon that. Did people describe you as the Kevin Brighty narrator or as the game as like, oh, meta, 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 <laughs> right? Uh, often me yeah. going like, I get the gag. I get the gag. I'm, right, I'm right. done now. I want to be out of this. Particularly when it was, I think the one that really got me there was when you go into the basement and you're going around in circles for what me felt like days. Yeah. Him going like, yes, and, and now you're going crazy and I'm never going to let you out of this. And da 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 da. And we got my I think my favorite part of the game after that, which is the uh the confusing ending leading to the big flow chart of all the different uh endings and where you place on it. Cause I took a screenshot and I was like, actually it tells me what the next four things that happen are gonna be. Yeah. Like I was like, I wanna check this out. This these sound amazing. I want these endings, these are great. And of course it doesn't fulfill those. Yeah, it puts you right back into where you were, and I was just like, "Oh, that was the part I liked." Oh no, oh no, <laughs> what have I signed up for? Right. Uh, but again, like I really respect. I respect that it says the game says if you click this button to save the baby for four hours, then it will truly be art. 
Now, if you do that in the game for four hours, and the person who did this set up a macro so that it oh, would smart. just keep pressing the button. Of course. You unlock what is known as the art ending. Art ending. So there is an actual ending to that. That's amazing. So like, like I really respect that. But that also displays yeah. for me, like, my feelings about the game is like, I don't want to press that for four hours. But I really respect that they made that choice. That's right. really cool. <laughs> I like that Sting is making music. Yeah. No, I think that's that's absolutely kind of the experience of it. And why I was so stressed out by it in a lot of ways uh, is this kind of like, it's cool that, that I feel like if I were to do this thing, something would happen. But also, how much do I actually want to yeah. do that? Uh, and usually it was like, not really. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe I'll try. I don't know. There's a lot of futility in this game. And yeah, so I. I loved the game and I really wanted to not like the game. I think as soon as I heard Jason's review, Ooh, I was interesting. like, yeah, totally. That was stupid. And whatever, whatever else, Meta. your little brothering a little bit. I saw the ending too. And I wasn't surprised. I didn't laugh out loud a couple times or whatever. <laughs> totally. I totally did. And I, I, I really enjoyed like the Minecraft sequence within the first 10 minutes. I was like, Oh, this feels a lot like portal. Yeah. And then they get a portal sequence. I loved that. Uh, I love stranger than fiction. Just like the whole, like, the meta aspect of like narrating what you do, but also just like the whole, like writing a book aspect of that. And then that in this of like predicting your actions throughout the, the first playthrough, I try to do not always intentionally, but this time I definitely overthought. I was like, okay, you two are going to do the opposite of what the narrator says. Cause that's what the game wants you to do. Right. Yeah. The game doesn't want you to just do what the narrator says. I mean, you two are going to do that. So I, I'm going to do the like counter counter thing and do exactly what the narrator says. hundred percent. You always, like think through this on like so many different levels. <laughs> I had to, so I won the game in like the first yeah. eight minutes. It was great. Boom. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't. To be fair, I definitely defied it. Of course, yeah. Because I was like, you know, I, I would not be me if I was like, yeah, I'm going to go down the right thing. And just for anyone listening, I feel like it is worth pointing out that the narrator is telling you what to do. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in this game, he is saying, you know, Stanley is here. He needs to get to here. If you start going the wrong direction. He's like, Stanley's going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that is sort of the central thing to this, that it's telling you what you're supposed to do. Uh, and you have a choice sometimes of whether you are going yeah. to follow what the narrator is saying or whether you're going to defy what the narrator is saying. And so one of those first choices I assume that you're referring to is that either you can go down this hallway that, what does it say? Mind control unit or something like that. Mind that control. Thing. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says escape. If you go down the escape path, uh, it tells you this is going to lead to your death. And so I think, Ben, what you're saying is it told you to go down the mind control unit path. Uh, I know I was like, screw you and went down the escape right. path and died. Right naturally and even, even, yeah that even before that like going through the left door instead of the right like i was just like all right we'll go through oh, it sure, directly yeah. and yeah doing that and, and turning off the power and it revealing the whole like all the pictures which i love by the way that the end of the game or, or i guess the end of the game the, like the plot that the narrator is trying to get you to go through is like what an evil company it's keeping cameras on all of its employees and it looks like shot for shot the exact same setup that bruce wayne has in mm. is it dark Knight? Yeah. no not it's dark Knight three whatever oh. that's called the one with bane where he like steals everybody's like yeah. cameras and can look through everyone's phones at the same time and like just a huge invasion of privacy bruce but anyway 
Yeah. There are no good billionaires, Ben. That's true. There are no good billionaires. Nobody's ever earned a million dollars. Uh, so what do you think of the broom closet? Just before, like, uh, did you both, like, do all of the endings? No. I, I did over a dozen. I did as many yeah. as I could comfortably within. I have no idea hours. how many I actually did, but I'm just curious. Because for me, I'm like, the broom closet, at least as many times as I played it, and I just kept going in never did any yeah oh, oh okay okay so yeah tell me <laughs> the the thing i love about the broom closet so for the listener i feel like we haven't explained anything about this game it's you really as, hard to you play as somebody <laughs> named stanley and there's a narrator talking to you the entire time you're in an office building and the game starts with um stanley realized that that nobody talked to him all day and there was nobody there and he went up to look around and then you go to a look around and he says, but there was no one in their offices. And the narrator continues and then says, so he went through the left door. And so then, then you get choices based on that, right? So really pretty quickly on one of the maybe fourth or fifth turn down a hallway, there's a door marked broom closet. And every door that you have tried does not open. And it just has a number on it. Right. Yeah. But if you notice the broom closet one, and I think the level design thing that's getting you to open it is exactly what you just said, Ben. It says broom closet. It doesn't say 432. It says right. broom closet. Right. And if you open it, and walk in, the narrator says, Stanley inexplicably walked into the broom closet. There was nothing to do there. Why would Stanley go to the broom closet? It made no sense. And so he left and went back on his adventure. Stanley left. He left yeah. the room. Stanley, what okay. are you doing? And like, it, he just breaks. And that's like one of his first moments of like just talking to Stanley. And so you can do it. And I did it on, you know, two or three different playthroughs. I kept going back in there and interacting with it and really waiting for minutes and minutes and minutes. And then on my fifth or sixth playthrough, I walk by the broom closet door. And it is boarded shut. Wow. Uh -oh. There are nails on it. That's amazing. What? And it was a beautiful, that was my, my favorite moment. I want more of that. <laughs> it's not the narrator, right? But you see the actions of the narrator. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's subtle, but it, like, it just nails it. That was the moment of humor for me. Like, That's awesome. That was the game soaring. Right. And I think it also shows its failures because neither of you got that. And you both yeah. experimented a ton. You both spent time yeah. in the broom closet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right but like yeah, oh my gosh and then literally for the next dozen playthroughs it's boarded shut like it never reopens yeah well i mean and that kind of speaks to i think the thing about this game is that there's probably more variables in it than we could possibly realize without dedicating a ton and ton of time to it like i was looking through uh just like you know when we start playing something i'm like how much time is it going to take me to get through this uh, and it said like you know the average amount of time it takes someone to get through it is about three hours um and then it had a column that was like for completists how long it takes them and then it was like somewhere around like eight to nine hours to do that yep right and so thinking about that it's like you know i guess ben and i were both engaging with that broom closet but some decision we were making somewhere along the way where it feels like you don't really have any choices in this game that actually do anything right. Something was making a difference so that we didn't get a boarded up broom closet in there. I had yeah. him yelling at me about yeah. the broom closet when I was going in, like, why do you keep doing this? You know, just leave the broom closet, but never got the boards. So it's interesting that there are variables that, you know, we have no idea. There's more choices than we actually realize there are in that yeah. game. I, I wonder if this game had come out, and it very easily could have, in, in 1996. Mm -hmm. Right. If this would be one where it's like, oh, yeah, I spent two hours on Stanley Parable last month and like you give it to a friend and they play and you're like, oh, did you get this? You're like, no way. I didn't get that. I'm going to go play. Let's play it together. And we like find all these things. I never got that without, you know, what I mean, it, very Monkey Island in that way. Where it's like, 
Yeah. Did you click on that sword 17 times? Oh, then you're not going to get it. Obviously, you have to click on it that many times or whatever it is where it's right. like, I have the internet, I have whatever it is, like a job, kids, wife, all that stuff where it's like, I'm not going to necessarily sit here and like find every single door that does whatever. But the ones I found, I loved. And I, I think I just wanted more of those where, did you guys click on the door handle? In one of the first rooms? No. See, stuff like that, where it's like, I. Well, there's no way. Wait. Okay, there's a whole sequence, kind of like the um, the broom closet, where you click on the handle, and he goes, are you looking for, was Stanley looking for some sort of achievement by clicking on this door handle? He jiggled the door again. No achievement could be found. <laughs> I saw that on your um, Steam thing. Like, one of the yes. achievements you got yes. was, like, tried door 400 times or something like that. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's like... Which then I got is I saw it when I turned it on. I was like, what's that? Yeah. Can I get that? How do nice. I do that? Yes. But then I never like got that. I didn't know what it was referring oh, to. It. So it, it was literally like I clicked on a random door. I started clicking through like all the doors in the first room or two just to be like, is this what's going on here? Uh, it does, Nothing opens. And I get that response from the narrator. And finally, he's like, oh, you really want an achievement, I guess. Well, quick, quick, go over to room 413 and, and tap on the door twice. And I go over there and he's like, oh, quick, you're almost to that achievement. Go click on the copy machine four, four times. And it's literally like <laughs> six or seven minutes of doing over a dozen different things. Wow. And it's the last one is maybe if he clicks on the door 50 times straight, he'll get an achievement. And you just did it. I just did it. I was like, I, you were like, I will. I will. I'm dedicated. I, I, I yeah, I think a lot looking. of this game, whether it's the like, I maybe I use like completionist as like hardworking, but really it is like OCD slash like data inputness in me that yeah. I love of like the like finishing like putting the circle in the circle hole and the square in the square hole and like I don't know for some reason I love finding all of the completions and all of the achievements of a game even if it's not fun along the way just the idea that like I'll get that achievement <laughs> is like right. yes that was awesome see that's that's the Stanley parable in a nutshell right yeah. is that Ben is Stanley totally and Corey and I are people of artistic integrity, right? Who have creative <laughs> minds, yeah, and and rich, rich inner intellectual lives. I I don't disagree. <laughs> but you know, honestly, honestly though, I think whenever we play these games like this, I don't know. Again, I have no idea what anything's called. I I just listened to this show for years. I don't know anything about video games. Um, but whatever kind of game this is. Uh, and we've played several of them now, these like kind of choose between things, mm -hmm. whatever kinds of games, is that I feel like they really make you think about your idiosyncrasies and about your personality and the way that you do decision making or the way even like like you deal with authority yeah. or things like that. Like the narrator is an authority and my reaction to authority is often a little bit of a like, you know, yeah. pulling back from it. And I knew it in this case, I was really like, I wasn't trying to be anyone but myself in doing this. Right. Like I wasn't strategizing anything. I was like, this is just, I'm just going to play it the way I'm going to play it. And even when I like sometimes tried to talk myself into listening to him, there was just this part of me that was like, no, 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 no. I have to do the other thing. Uh, much like you're, and you're going through this, and it's appealing to those elements of your personality that want to just like get that achievement and like whatever it takes, even if it's not fun, you're going to get it. And these things like really pull that out of you, which I think is is fun in a way, especially when you're aware of it the whole time of like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. But God damn, I cannot talk myself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
Uh, do you want to talk favorite endings? Mm. I'm going to go first because I didn't ask this before. Okay, I, I, I really like the wife one. Um, and maybe there's, oh, there's a couple was... wife ones. But the, and I, <laughs> the creepy wife? Yeah, the creepy wife. But the, I love that whole tree or that branch, I guess, because first you go in and the first thing I did was unplug the phone. Nice. There's a phone ringing in the middle of a room, and there's nothing there except for that. And so, and you go over and unplug the phone, and the narrator freaks out. He's like, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa how did you do that? What, what, how did you find that? That wasn't supposed to oh, be that's there." That's awesome. It was amazing. That's great. Or you can the next time, and it breaks the game. Everything glitches out for the rest of that playthrough, which, which is pretty great. Uh, and then the other one is you answer the phone, and I can't remember what it, I think. Does it just transport you as soon as you answer the phone, basically, to your apartment? But the whole time before you pick up the phone, he's like, someone's waiting for you, someone to rekindle your relationship or to fix things with your wife or whatever. Yeah. And then you go to your apartment and you knock on the door and you can hear your wife saying like, oh, I'm coming. I'm on my way. And the door opens and it's just a mannequin. Yeah. The weird mannequin yeah, body. Yeah. And then that whole thing, like where everything just sort of like switch and you can't, it tells you what to push. Uh, and you're like, oh, oh yes. there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You know, it's right. like. It's telling you, like, oh, push Y to do oh this, push X to do this. And then it's like, you, see how you have no choice? Try not pushing yes, this button. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh. uh, Did you I really said, think you'd found love, Stanley? Yes. Did you really think that? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that was harsh. And I love how the room changes when you're not looking at it. Right. It's so good. Every time you turn around, the wall is completely different until you're, it's like a four or five minute sequence. It's pretty long yeah. where you're pressing things and narrator's <laughs> freaking you out the whole time and it slowly transforms back into your office which is the very first thing you see i love that mechanic that was the first ending i found oh that's awesome really that was the first one that was that's kind of a letdown after that maybe it is it really was <laughs> I, know, I was like oh right. this game is gonna go some places oh so, i am on board so maybe wow. the opposite way of the if this game was in 1996 i think it might be one of it'd be like missed to us it'd be like remember yeah. that game oh my gosh it's like blew my mind um if this game was a triple a had you know 300 people working on it for five years or whatever and had, I don't want to say 2000 endings, but like a hundred endings. And all of right. them were as thought as well thought out as that, mm. where like one of them, you can become the narrator. One of them, the narrator is your dad. One of them you're married to the, or whatever it is. Where it's just like these, each one is 20 minutes long and has all these branches going off of it. You think, and maybe more for Jason, Jay, do you think that's something that you would be more into or you were just kind of out on the whole setup of it? I might. I mean, I, that sounds tempting to me like that sounds really interesting because that's where it broke just real quick as i answer my own question before you talk yeah that's kind of where it broke that was the first <laughs> cool, letdown cool, cool. for me was when i started like trying to find other branches off branches off branches and i kept just getting the same ending yeah i was like oh i was hoping that if i changed this it would change but it just it didn't right so there's a there's i, I teach interactive fiction games so text-based games mainly in my classes uh and there's a text-based game called isle a-i-s-l-e and most text-based games they're it's kind of turn-based, and so there's no like timer going. It's not real time. You just you have a move, right? So uh, starts out standing in the aisle of a grocery store, and there's a oh, woman pushing a cart along. Oh, aisle. And yeah, and uh, you know, so so what's your response? And you say, uh, "Examine cart," or "Examine woman." You look at the woman, and she reminds you of Rebecca. Restart, <laughs> and you're like, "What? What? Yeah." And and so it's a game. <laughs> where you're only allowed one move in every playthrough. And it's got over 300 endings. Wow. It's a really, really smart game. And wow. intentionally, I've, I've tried to avoid looking up walkthroughs for it. Like, I looked at it. The walkthrough is just, like, all 300 endings. Right. Like, what are all the verbs you can do? Mm. And But there's so much fun to figure out. No. It feels so rewarding. No. When you, it mentioned that I'm in the, the meat aisle, I'm going to say examine salami. You pick up the salami. And I'm like, oh, there is salami there. Great. 
Good. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out on that. Um, it's bananas that like we used to play things like this. Cause I remember when I was in elementary <laughs> school, you. like we had uh, back to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy again, but we had text games and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was one of those text games. And like that is bananas that we would sit there just like typing random commands and then be like, I got one. I you still know, like, do it. Walk north. What? Yes. <laughs> my 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 students make those games. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah, some really good play ones. Some? Yeah, no, <laughs> or, or, um, like like just some some recent ones. Um, one about uh, college drinking. Oh and wow, that was a good you, one. It was yeah, you, we had it on the the podcast. Yeah, um, oh, and you um, you're you're a woman at a frat party. You don't you get to choose? Yeah, and you get to choose man or, man or, oh, woman. You, man or woman, and that's yeah, the big because, choice at the beginning. Because basically, if you're a woman, all the endings suck. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, you don't drink, your so, friends call you a nerd. Uh, you do right. drink. Uh, and like, you know, sexual assault is part of it. Like, it's, right. it's really, it's a, a tough game, but it's handled well the way that the student did it. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great class. We should talk about the game that we're talking about here, though. So. Hey, yeah, this one has visuals. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so any more on gameplay? Do we want to go through favorite endings? Oh, yeah, I had mine. Yeah. Mine was um, related to yours, Ben. It was when I committed suicide to spite the narrator. Mm. <laughs> oh. The story? The, the stairs? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you get to you get the to this stairs. room, and there's a staircase uh, on one side. And on the other side, there's a door leading up to, like, a stage in the middle of this giant expanse of stars. And you go into that room on that stage with this expanse of stars, and the narrator just says, Oh, it's beautiful. What? what beauty is this? And he's, he stops being a narrator and he just starts remarking like, this is amazing. This is beautiful. I could be here forever. I could yeah. finally find peace. And if you leave, he goes, no, no, Stanley, go, go back there. We could just be there. We don't have to do a thing. We could just, you could just be like, it doesn't have to, to be something like, you know, it doesn't have to be about something else. Stanley, why are you going up the stairs? Stanley, why are you, you standing on the edge of this, this ledge? Stanley, please. Stanley, Stanley, I don't think we can get back to this ending. I, I want to come back here. I, we just go back to the room. Stanley, please don't jump. Oh, it's so Stanley, good. please don't. I'm sorry for everything I've done. And then oh. you jump and you don't <laughs> you don't die. Four times, three times, and four times. And you have to do it like yeah. four or five yeah. times. And he's said, oh, thank God you're alive. Oh, you're, no, you're not going back. Do you, do you really hate me that much? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yes, I do. It's so dark. Narrator, <laughs> I do. Do you wow. not recall the other endings? Wow. Because I do. You remember my wife? Narrator, you remember her? Oh. Yeah, I'm jumping off this thing. Yeah. Now, when you, I, I don't, I didn't do this one. When you jump off, do you end up at Mariella again, the woman who was looking no. at the no. body? No, no, you just you hit the the floor, land on your side, and then like carefully like, get back up. Who's Mariella? It, the other narrator. The oh no no no. So Maria, when you there's a point at which I'm trying to think of like what it is you have to do. But one way that it kind of ends, and there were two different times that I ended up with this, was um, oh, when yes, yes. there's like the body yes. lying on the ground. And all of a sudden, this there's is a story like, about Mariella. It changes. Yes, like, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Exactly. Oh, that was a good Mariella one. is this. Yep. I got you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was a good one. I like that one. That was the. Yeah. The, the, and so that was that's the what I was wondering. I'm like, when you. I was like, when you jump off of this thing does nope. that come back around no. to that again but no you don't ever have that's that the basement kind of... ending i think where you're like in that circle that maze and you like fly and you oh, see the stars right, right, right. and eventually yeah. you just die and it, yeah yeah that's right yeah but so the i think the other ending that kind of and we'll get to your favorite ending Corey. but the you reminded me of the woman's voice 
where you go, it says escape, right? And you get into that like mine cart. Yeah, it's the escape route. And yeah. you, you don't do anything and it doesn't crush you and you drop down and then you go back up and you get the female narrator. Yeah. And I kept expecting there to be some sort of like, is that Mariella? That's not Mariella. I mean, I, I just assumed that the one woman in sure. it was the same thing, but I don't know. I like that idea. Yeah. And I kept, kept expecting there to be some sort of like, matrix like oh we broke like we killed the narrator or we're like circumventing right. his authority yeah. and like me and this lady she's gonna guide me out of here and the way she does is like you gotta just the only way to beat the game is to quit the game yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. cool which like honest i was like sitting there for a long time just like oh what and i even did it <laughs> I like i was like well do. maybe if i come back to this point after i've quit the game and it's just the same thing <laughs> i i yeah. liked her until i realized she was explaining the joke is that all it was? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, she's literally just like, put the game down if you want to go yep. live your life. Yeah, and what's the room that you go into when she's narrating? It's the entire making of. Oh, it's the museum. Right? Oh, that's right. yeah, yeah. The museum. Yeah, that's right. And mm -hmm. it's, she's, she is the person who explains the Stanley Parable in case somebody didn't understand it. Right. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And so I, I like <laughs> her, and I was here's the thing is that I didn't believe yeah. her, and that yeah. was what threw me, which, again... I do think this is like a lot of the stuff that I liked about this game was how much it made me like just question everything. Yeah. And so as she's like basically telling me like quit and start over and like here's all the game mechanics and all this kind of stuff, which I did think about later. Like I spent a lot of time in that little museum and I like that like, oh, you could test out what the button sounds were. So then whenever yeah. I like went and hit a button somewhere, I was like, oh, hmm, I remember there's like this many button sounds or whatever. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't believe her. I was like, no, no, no. She's trying to trick mm. me. And so I'm going to find something in here that's going to do something. That's a big space and too. No, it wasn't. I just needed yeah. to start over. <laughs> but yeah. And you can wander in there forever. Ever. Yeah, there's a lot. But I was so mistrustful of the whole thing. Yeah. The entire yeah. time. And you, you know, been, which right? is like. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's just such a funny way to yeah. play a game is to sit there and be like, I have no trust in this narrative, even though technically you could kind of trust it. Like it was essentially telling you that. I mean, if you follow it, yeah. you end up winning the game immediately. Right? If you do exactly what the game tells you, you win right. right away. It takes you three minutes and you win the entire game. Yeah, true. But that's obviously not how you want to play the game, but still. And you get to think like the nuclear ending where it's just like you have the two minute warning and there's buttons one through five everywhere and yeah. every computer has 12 different buttons on it. And Did you all try doing the buttons in yes. order? I, I, there's, there's no, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't do anything, right? No. Okay. No, I did it in order and I did it backwards. Same. And I, I yeah, look, there's no. codes written on the wall. I tried to do those in, in that number as well, in that order as well. And uh, I finally looked I, at walkthroughs and they were all just like, yeah, this doesn't do anything. This doesn't do anything. And he's telling you that. He tells you. Yeah. <laughs> I translated the cake is a lie into binary, worked out the numbers, did that, still didn't work. So, but imagine uh, if... I can't believe that. Imagine if every time you pressed a, a different code into there, there was a different branch off of that room. Oof. Oh, and I definitely kept trying to like do different codes and stuff like that and just see, I'm like, will something else open yeah. or will something else happen? Right. Like any number of things... But I mean, like I said, yeah, if you listen to the narrator, he's not lying to you, yeah. but it's just a refusal to accept right. it. True. And, you know, 
which is what keeps the game yeah. moving, obviously. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of fun to mess with your mind in that way, I guess, to like, I don't know, see what your nature is when you're playing something like this. And then, yeah. you know, see if you can defy it, see if you can force yourself to see what happens when you follow that intuition and when you go against it. And then I don't know. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that about it, especially in a very controlled, simple system like that. Like there's really not that many rooms. Once you play for an hour, you've seen everything. Right. But it did stress me out, yeah. for sure. There were, like, times where I was like, my heart is racing. I better, like, go for a walk or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this is getting a little much for me. So, you know, I had to step back sometimes. I, uh, Core, just one last question for you, then. Mm. What's the weirdest screen grab that you have from this game? Yo, new yes. segment alert! I can't wait for Ben to write this song. New segment! That's it. It's just gonna be me going. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody, everybody. Uh, I take a lot of screen grabs. Everybody, everybody. I had an idea. Uh, I take a lot of screen grabs. Yeah, me too. During these games, usually of things that only amuse me. Uh, but also, I kind of want to share them. And I like to see what uh, these fellas have seen on their screens. And we'll gram these out too. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll put them on our Instagram. Let's talk about it random screen grabs that we got from this game. Um, I had several that I quite enjoyed. Okay. Did either of you guys walk behind the poster board in uh, the conference room? No. No. So there's like an easel with a poster board yeah, on I it. That. I, yeah, uh, I, I didn't walk behind it, no. Yeah, if you walk behind it, uh, there's like a couple little uh, notes on it. Amongst them, there is, uh, it says... Better safe than profits. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay. Uh, and then business club rule number one as if it's fight club. And it's actually really hard to read. It says something like references are not all they're cracked up to be. But I just like the idea that they have like a business club, like fight club uh, in it. I love it. Uh, so that was amongst my favorites. And then my other favorite screen grab, I think was from that part that we were talking about where you meet the wife and then you can only hit uh, certain buttons and there's nothing you can do to not hit the buttons. You just have to do it. Uh, and eventually you are back in your office and there the screen grab that I took is of just your desk and it says, please die. <laughs> uh, and I just enjoyed that. <laughs> like, okay. That's awesome. Uh, cool enough. Oh, Sweet. Great. And I will send those to you, but I don't know how to do it right now. But those were my two favorite screen Sweet. grabs that I got. The back of the easel and just please die. <laughs> Jay, what, what you got? I dropped mine into Slack. I'm going to do that too. So you, y'all can look right now and see them. The first is an image of the executive bathroom. The light. Uh, oh, I almost did that one too. Yes. Nice. Uh, falls, <laughs> falls through the window. Um, creating wonderful shadows on the wall. I think it's a, a well-composed yeah. shot. Mm -hmm. Feel good about that. Yeah, and it some, is. That is a nice thank shot. You, thank you. Someone has scrawled on the wall, uh, to be rich, is it a crime? To commit crime, isn't it rich? What a life it would be to have to pick just one. Um, <laughs> and the reason I took that screenshot, so first off, it's, it's, it is a lovely composed shot of a bathroom with graffiti on it. At that point in the game, I thought I was solving a puzzle. <laughs> and it was like this yeah. is going to be important yeah like oh yeah this is going to come back around again like because it's it's not i didn't think it was that interesting of graffiti um right but it was like okay let's let's i, I want to see like is there 
an acrostic spelled out here. It's a code. What's the code? Right. And it's like, no, no, it's not that game. You're, you're thinking of a different game. So uh, <laughs> I have the same exact screenshot that I'm going to upload right now with totally different words on the wall. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have a screenshot of that's very similar and has totally different words Mine says, as well. because the boss knows that what the boss says goes, if the boss has suffered losses, then that's what the boss chose. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mine says, money in the morning, money in the evening, money for breakfast, money crisp. <laughs> I like yours the best. Corey's is the best. Money crisp. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that we all took a screenshot of that oh and they gosh. all say something different. That's fantastic. <laughs> yours was the only good one. That was really good. Um, <laughs> I'm disappointed in one. So, okay, my other screenshot was of a plant because at oh, one point you walked down the, the hallway. Fern. Well, yeah, you the fern. Yeah, the fern. And it was like, Chuck. Th this fern would be so important. He sat there and this studied it for a while. This is very important. Because this fern yeah. was so important. I was like, screenshot. Yeah. I, I got to be able to look back at it later just, just in case to solve that puzzle. And did it ever come no, back? No, not for me. Okay, I was I not was smart like, enough to... <sighs> Yeah, that was one of those ones where there are points in this game where I was like, what would Ben and Jason do? <laughs> Just like the bracelet that we made for you says. <laughs> <laughs> yes, WWB and J. Yeah, D. classic. <laughs> um, and uh, I was like trying to figure out, I'm like, how can I look at this? That would be like if I were playing Monkey Island mm -hmm. or something and I needed to know something. And after a bit, my brain went. This is this is a red herring, isn't it? This is not speaking of Monkey Island. Be anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like suddenly dawned on me that I was like, oh wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, no, I know what kind of game this is, <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, nice. But anyways, Ben, your screenshots. Um, uh, mine is of of the Minecraft level where the narrator goes. He builds his little building because he wants to build something real and original. He says, yes, it's complete. I made this, Stanley. Look at it. Gaze upon my work of art and feel ashamed at your own inadequacy. <laughs> oh, I love it. He, the narrator was so into that little house. He made me walk into it sideways. Oh, it was great. Uh, and then the I other like one that. is the ranking after you do his little like good. game testing. <laughs> and apparently I was 9,328th uh, out of 9,328 9, players worldwide. But then it quizzes you. Did you like having the worldwide leaderboard display after every level? I love that. Uh, I have the mannequin wife. Uh, <laughs> as right as you open the uh, the door, it yeah. says, "Oh, come on! Did you actually think you had a loving wife? Who'd want to commit their life to you?" Oh, dark. That's real dark. And then that's somehow darker than my "Please die," <laughs> uh, pretty, which yeah. is which is hard to beat. But yeah. And then the last one, which I was, I feel like the the sentiment for me and maybe all three of us is like, I just wanted there to be like another level to this thing that I got to like another, Oh, aha, another branch to this tree. And it's the same thing you see every level, which is when Stanley came to a set of two open doors, he entered the door on his left, but it's of third person. And so you can look in our Slack channel again, we'll upload it to Instagram, but it's you looking above, like as if you're a butt, like in the second story, looking down on Stanley oh, yeah. from behind his head and that's the end of the level and the credits roll. And I think that's it unless I'm missing something big, but I'd love to play the game from that perspective and that to be like a whole different shift in, in the level, a uh -oh. new branch. Um, but yeah. unfortunately that was not it. But, um, and then you start the next game. I'm, I think it was right after this where you start the game again and it says Stanley could feel someone staring at him. 
He's he sure he could see it if he just looks by over his shoulder quick enough. No. Oh, that's <laughs> to start the game that's after you've clever. seen that. And then, again, nothing really comes of that other than that, yeah. which is cool, but I was hoping there'd be like a, oh, I found the camera. Oh, I found Big yeah. Brother. Oh, I found something. But well, That also reminds me of how, he, you know, when you go one of the directions, he's like, it says like, um, Stanley was wondering why when he looked down, he couldn't see his feet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hey, yeah, where are yeah. my feet at? <laughs> we all looked at our feet or where our feet should have been. Oh, man. I even did it a second time as if it was like, and I was like, you don't have to look. You know there's not going to be feet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to look. All right, what's the drink? What's the song? This game's pretty fun with frustration. When I was all done, I just had to question. What's the beer? What's the song? I can't always tell. I just all right, Corey, what is your drink? Um, I actually, I honestly could not come up with a drink. I'm so wow. sorry. I know I was sitting here like, you know, I told you, I was like, I'm still working on a drink when I, when you texted me earlier. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for hours and I was like, I cannot think of something that fully captures my like existential angst or like whatever was happening to me as I was playing this game. I was like, I don't know. And you already picked Soko. I already picked Soko. So, so I, I couldn't do that. I'm like, I'm just trying to think of like, it would, ha- I feel like it's like the, what's that one again that you had in Vegas that like blitzed you out? AMF. Yeah. That like where it has to be something that like, just kind of like explodes your head. Uh, and, but like on a stressful level mm. where I was just kind of like, like I said, I needed to, I needed to, Ooh, like absinthe. It was like, I needed to go for walks, you know, you don't like, like it like, at all. It's just messing like, you up. I need a break from like, it's, it's fine. I'm having fun or whatever, but also like, I need to take a step back and I yeah. just don't know what that drink is. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. Fair. So. Good description though. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went with a bottle I have right here and have been joined throughout the podcast. Jameson. Caskmates, a a new expression, a couple years old, and they have a stout edition and an IPA edition. Uh, Both of them, not great, but they're both Jameson, so they're both (laughs) very, very drinkable. What they do is they trade with a local brewery in Ireland uh, that takes Jameson and ages it in old stout barrels or IPA barrels, and they get their beer back, or uh, yeah, and then they age the Jameson again in those barrels after the the beer's been soaking in it, and then the brewery in turn after aging beer in whiskey barrels, sells it as like, oh, this is our Jameson Stout. This is our Jameson IPA. So works for both of them. Right. I've paid for like four bottles. So yeah, I saw they're selling that at the Vaughn's nearby. So thank you for the explanation of what exactly it is. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cheap. It's it's good. It's mm-hmm. it's not repulsive at all. I think at first it's like, oh, it's an old friend. It's Jameson. <laughs> it's like Irish water. It's delicious. Right. It's sweet. It's it's nutritious, I'm sure, on some level. And it's kind of like, that to me was like this game. It's walking simulators. It's a portal. It's Firewatch. It's like, oh, immediately I knew what this was. I love just walking around, clicking on things. It was great. The first little bit, I'm like, oh, this is really complex. This is different than other walking simulators. This is different than normal Jameson. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's literally just Jameson with like coffee liqueur almost. Like this like sickeningly sweet stout. It's not like, it, or I guess Guinness <laughs> is like the obvious connection there, but it doesn't quite have that depth of character or malt it's just kind of like a sweetness on the end that it's it's kind of cool but not quite as good as i'd hoped kind of like the game Uh, i like that there you go okay 
By the way, can I just make a side note yeah. on Jameson real quick? You know how like a lot of places they're like, well, is either Jameson or Jack? Like, of course, which one of yeah. these do you want? Um, and I was just in New Jersey for Thanksgiving break, and twice, once when we went to go see Hades Town, and once at a local bar in Montclair where my grandmother lives, they asked, you know, do you want Jameson or Jack? Uh, and both times when I said Jameson, they were like relieved. Yes. <laughs> like, they were, like the girl at Hades Town was like, oh, good. Cause I took, like, I paused for a second because I didn't hear yeah. what she said. And then I was like, oh, Jameson. And she was like, oh, thank God. I was worried for a second there. And I was like, my yeah. name's Corrigan, <laughs> if that helps. She was like, oh, yeah. And then she poured me so much Jameson. Nice. Oh, I saw in that my post. Cup. Yeah, I posted it on Instagram, like literally like a quarter of the bottle in my cup. <laughs> and I was like, Boy, she really was happy I picked Jameson there. Um, but then I went to this bar and she was like, oh, Jameson or Jack? And I was like, Jameson. And she just gave like this like really deep approving nod. I was like, nice. Okay. All right. Me and That's Jersey, awesome. we get along. Fantastic. Uh, anyways, Jay, what's the drink? PBR. You've definitely done PBR before. <laughs> the But the person who's drinking it has a handlebar mustache. And mm. it's very clear that he's doing it ironically. And it, he keeps mm. looking at you as he sips and says, get it. Awesome. <laughs> You've never had a handlebar mustache, though, have you? I haven't. Are you, are you just describing Hilst? Huh. <laughs> maybe. Oh, dang. Awesome. Maybe. Called out. Uh, I'm going to tell him. But he does things earnestly. He, did, he, he does nothing with irony. And I appreciate that's that. True. That's what I, I appreciate really about you. He's the only one that doesn't get. <laughs> I appreciate everything about him. He's the only one that doesn't get that much. I just love him. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me tell you something else that Joshua Hilst would uh, unironically enjoy. This is the song that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. That's enough, guys. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever just because this, this is, is the song that never ends. Yep. Yep. Is this the origin of that song? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Enjoy. It's lamb chop. I didn't. Oh, that's it. Like, it's literally just lamb chop. Yep. It's it's, <laughs> it's not a twist on lamb no, it's chop. Lamb chop it's singing the song that never ends. <laughs> I was seriously sitting here like, oh, what's this going to be like? What kind of weird. Yeah, some remix. No. Nope. Nope. This is the song that doesn't end. Because the right words are, this is the song that doesn't end. Yeah, it doesn't Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And this is going to make a Forever, just because this is the song that. All right. My song was The Dark by Thrice off their latest album, Palms. And the band did something really cool a few months before the song came out, or the album was released last year. The They they recorded the bridge or I think it was just Dustin Kendra singing the bridge and he said if anyone can sing along to this bridge and send it into us and we'll include you in like a in a choir part of this bridge of this song really really cool I didn't do it oh. I still regret every second of the, my life since then oh. uh, but to me it was like oh this is going to be amazing and mind blowing and this is going to change music forever and in the end it just kind of feels gimmicky and it, there's like over a thousand voices in there mm. and you mm -hmm. can hear uh, I mean a thousand voices you're not going to be like that was me right there can you hear me? I'm like the third octave, whatever. And it just like, it's just it seems like a shallow way to get a, like a choir sound. Mm. Right. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> and everyone can say that they did it. And that's, that's great. But the lyrics also, but sorry, the connection to the game is like really, really high hopes, 
really cool attempt at something different and new and not quite reaching that goal for me at least so uh, and then the lyrics actually apply to that really well that these are secondary to the whole idea of the song uh, one of the verses is you're rigging the game you're part of the system it shows in the way that you never listen when i speak i'm not going to wait i've made my decision and i'm not going to sit in the dark anymore mm. that is pretty mm. spot so I think on. <laughs> that reason alone is enough to choose it but the whole back backstory to the choir and everything was pretty good so yeah, yeah. Corey, what do you got uh, this one, unlike the drink, this came to me very early on while nice. playing, although I may be fudging a little bit to even call it a song. But what came to mind for me was the old elementary school song that we all sang. Both of you are going old school, elementary school. <laughs> uh, in which we would all sing. Hi, my, my name, name is Joe. Joe. I, I got, got a wife and pretty dog pretty and, and I work in a bucket factory. factory. Yeah, one day, day my boss came to me, or my boss said, said, hey, Joe, are, are you busy? busy? I said, no. Hey, you said, turn the button with your right hand. Hey, you guys remember this? Nope. You don't remember this. You got to remember. No. It's impossible for our mouths to pronounce the word button the way that you're pronouncing. <laughs> like, there's no way to even be in a song. Turn the button with your right hand. That's not a thing. The turn button. the button with your right hand. Now it's a song. Button. Now that the emphasis is equally on both halves of the word, it's a song. Oh, that's amazing. I quit. I quit. I quit. Uh, how many buttons are on your mitten? What if I had said this is the song that never eans, right? You would have noticed. You can't not notice something like that. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know what song you're talking about. Can you find me some sort of like version of it online if it actually exists somewhere I can put it in the podcast? Real thing. I sang this, I will have you know, both in Massachusetts and in California, so I definitely did not invent this. But anyway... Did you notice that the rhythm this... was broken in California? Hate you people. That sounds like me like Eight going to camp people. and my mom being like, what'd you do at camp? And I was like, I played Big Booty. Yeah. <laughs> played Big Booty with a bunch of cute girls. <laughs> Interesting. I just imagine your mom literally screaming. <laughs> That's what's Big booty, booty, booty. When she was booty, 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 booty. Yeah. Um, count. Everyone had a different booty number. Everybody wanted to be the big booty. Wait, it's not pronounced booty. 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 It's John booty. Big Booty. 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 Big booty. So the song is. What's the name of it? Button Boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Don't Google Button Boss. <laughs> Please, please turn off safe search and Google button loss. Oh, no. Uh, uh, is, I did not know what I was getting myself into here. Um, the song is a very jaunty, upbeat song about a guy who does the same thing for work every day and lives his life that is exactly the life that you're supposed to want to live. You have a wife mm. and a dog and a family. Uh, you work in a factory. But then the boss is just asking him to do increasingly like absurd things. So it's like he's turning the button with his right hand and then his left hand and then he doesn't have any hands anymore. So it's like now turn the button with your knee and then with your tongue and your nose and all this kind of stuff. And he's just kind of going through these motions. But the song is really happy when it should probably be like a terrible critique of capitalism. But it's for kids. It's called Hi, My Name is Joe. There you go. See, I didn't make it up. I found this video that Corey made a couple years ago. Put on my, 
<laughs> I was playing the long game. I put it up on YouTube and then I was like, oh, I am full on going to join Ben and Jason's podcast. And then I am going to talk about this song as if it's a real thing. And there's no and way. It was, indexed, it was indexed by Google in 2012. And there's perfect. no way that they'll notice that I can't say the word button. No. They'll be so distracted by the story. <laughs> button balls. Hello, button balls. This is offensive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else have we been playing? I have been playing a lot of Rocket League, uh, and I don't really have an excuse for it. It's really fun, and it's What's really Rocket mindless. League? Rocket League is soccer, or maybe futsal. Okay, I was gonna guess soccer, but it's okay. soccer with cars. Cars that have rockets. And you just on like them. these. Yes, there are rockets on your car. That's true. Thank you, Jason. And you have some sort Most of alliance or some sort of association. Um, what's another word for that, Jay? League. I mean, two there words is. is probably enough. Oh. <laughs> Rocket League. Sorry. Yeah, We're just... Anyway. Uh, but I've been playing online with a buddy of mine, uh, Tyler, who's actually going to be on the podcast next month, joining hey us for the, our next game. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll set it up. And uh, it's we occasionally, like every couple months, we'll have like Skype dates, double dates with... Or single dates, just Tyler and I. Uh, or double dates with our wives there. We'll just like Skype and catch up because he lives in Portland. And uh, with the past couple times we did it while playing Rocket League. It was super fun. Mm. So it's just a way to kind of like do something together rather than just like stare at the screen at each other. So we still catch up and play. And it's just kind of this mindless soccer car game. And then Ape Out, Jason turned me on to. Ape Out! Uh, is right up my alley. How do you describe it, Jay? Because you, it was one of those like Outer Wilds okay, game where you're like, this uh, and this and this. You would love it. Corey, <laughs> do you know the Saul Bass credit sequences from like 60s and 70s movies? Did you watch Archer? Uh, I've seen a couple of them. Oh. They're credit sequences stealing from Saul Bass where the ball like bounces okay, around. Gotcha. But if you go back to like the, the 60s version of it, uh, much kind of like a grittier, low-res art, bright colors, it's as though you are playing one of those credit sequences. And the entire game... It's a Vertigo, Ocean's yeah. Eleven, Anatomy of a Murder, yes. Man with the Golden Arm. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah I got so you. just beautiful, bright colors. Yeah. Really nice use of overlay and transparency. And you play as a gorilla breaking out of a lab and murdering all the guards. Oh my. And it's as it's got a procedurally generated score. So the music is actually created by you walking around. And it's all jazz drums. It's just drums. And the cymbals are when you slam one of the guards' heads against the walls and it bursts like a cantaloupe and there's blood everywhere. Oh my. And you are just having fun jamming out on murdering poachers. This is really... And it is so much fun. This is very different than this goose game you were playing last time. It reminded me a lot of... Birdman, the Michael Keaton movie. That I think it won. Did it the win? Michael Keaton movie. movie. Yeah, as if it didn't win Best Picture <laughs> or Best Director. It's just shocking to me that it won because have you seen it? But it's fine. Um, yeah, no. I know. Anyway, uh, the whole thing is scored. I, I don't know if it's entirely, but almost entirely by just a guy improvising on a drum set. Almost the entire movie, which is uh, it, that's why it reminded me of this because the whole score is drums in Ape Out 2. But it feels very uh, improvised, and I guess because it's procedurally generated. It feels, and you're the one improvising. That's the yeah. cool thing. As you based walk on around, your actions, yeah. yeah. And so it's based on your actions, based on the amount of enemies around you, like and how right. close you are to them. So it should feel more tense. So it's getting up. It's it, it's like That's speeding cool. up. That sounds really stressful. Uh, are you somebody who's cautious and is going through the level slowly? It's going to play accordingly. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I've died so many times. Oh, it's great. Amazing. No, that's the secret. It's just go like. That's just, what I finally figured just out. Ape just ape out. Run yeah. through it. Just, just ape, ape it out. out. 
It's going great. Anyway, Corey, what else have you been playing? Um, not a lot. I'm always playing Harry Potter. I say that every month. Um, and uh, is that the new Pokemon? Like, is that taking up at least like your brain space or oh, your yeah. like phone space? Yeah, I stopped that? playing Pokemon ages ago. But okay. the Wizards Unite is better than Pokemon because there's more to do in Ooh. it, and they oh, constantly cool. like so. There's like events in it, which are basically things where there's like certain things you have to catch or certain potions you have to brew or things like that. Um, and they do it constantly. Uh, and they're not like in the middle of like libraries, like in the Pokemon game or whatever. No, well, I mean, it's like it's using a, it's the same. Um, what's the? It's Niantic, you know. That's the same exact Poke stops and everything are inns oh, and okay. greenhouses and all that kind of stuff in it. Oh. There's just like more to do constantly in it. So nice. like in Pokemon Go, I got sick of like I just catch the same Pokemon over and over and over again. Right. Uh, and this, it's like there's constantly new challenges and things that you have to get and whatnot. So I quite enjoy it, and it, you know. Me and Keo go for a walk and just go and finish all our challenges for the day and whatnot. So that's fun. Uh, but I also just got Luigi's Mansion uh, and I haven't had like a ton of time to play it yet. So I've only just started it. But I was just watching with like FOMO as everyone else was playing it. And I was like, I want to play that. So yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I just bought that. So I'm excited to get to actually play that. And now it's heading towards winter break. So I'll probably take the switch with me. We're going to Hawaii for Christmas. So I'll probably take it with me and play there when I'm trying to avoid family responsibilities and whatnot. Ape out is like $7.50, I think. <laughs> cool, cool. Jason, what else, what else have you been playing? He heard nothing I said just now, by the way. He was too busy looking up Ape out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You just said you're bringing the Switch on vacation. I was like, well, don't forget to buy Ape out today since it's uh, okay, on sale. Fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> I've read a lot about human interaction, and it sounds like <laughs> I want to try it. I would like to play that game. <laughs> I would like to play that game of talking to other humans. She has stopped talking. I think I may talk now. <laughs> it is now my turn. Good job with the conversation, Corey. <laughs> I will continue it. <laughs> okay, so uh, I also am playing Mother 3 right now, which is the sequel to Earthbound, which is actually called Mother 2. It's amazing. I love it, love it, love it. Love it. I cannot wait to check in next month and talk more about Mother What's 3. the cool. first one called? Mother. So it's Mother, Earthbound, Mother 3. Yeah, and Earthbound was released in Japan as Mother 2. They didn't release Mother in America, and so Mother 2 didn't make any sense as a title. And so they gave it a new name. That name was Earthbound. Was George Lucas numbering these? Is that what's going on? He was. <laughs> they, they came out in order. It was Mother, Mother 2, Mother 3. Yeah. But Mother never came out in America. Right. So when they released it here, they called it Earthbound. All right. Fair enough. I think they should have just leaned in, but whatever. It's fine. And they never released Mother 3 in the U.S., which is why we'll occasionally see people holding protest signs on Adult Swim that says, localize Mother 3. So wait, you're playing Mother 3. I'm playing Mother 3. Uh, fan translation, and, but it wasn't released here. No. How how do you how do you play that? Uh, fan translation. Fan translation is that like a website yeah. or like someone is doing this? A group of fans translated it oh. from Japanese to English within the first two years. Wow. Um, it's got a, Earthbound has an amazing fan community online. The entire kind of series, and so uh, yeah, they they got on it, and as soon as it was released in Japan, they started translating. And there's a ROM hack you can download so if you've got a rom you can run it with the rom hack and all of a sudden you've got a working uh version of mother 3 that you can play in english huh. mother. Well, be darned. oh just jason talking about how awesome mother is <laughs> oh, mother. mom's awesome <laughs> mike pence Maybe over she here awesome. <laughs> like she gets off on being withholding um <laughs> but uh, but i want to talk about the other game i've been playing 
talk about it. And this is getting into our next part. Oh! The game we're playing next is Fallen Order. Star Wars Fallen oh, Order. Star Wars, colon. So many colons in that Jedi story. Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Star Wars, colon, Jedi, colon, Fallen Order. No. Semicolon. Semicolons. <laughs> um, oh, so God. I've been playing that. In fact, I finished it. And Ben, you don't want any spoilers. Oh, I have an idea. I, can, I have to edit this. I know. Here's my idea. Corey, you can talk to me for two minutes. Ask me anything about it. And Ben's going to take off his headphones. We're going to clap at the beginning and clap at the end. So he can see it and never touch it. Sound good, Corey? Okay, I'm not totally sure what's going on, but I will clap. Go! Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. Yes, okay. I just finished the game that we're going to play next week. Okay. It's called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. You don't have to play it. Oh. We're playing it with someone else. Oh, good. Okay. So I ask me anything the... about this game. What do you want to know about it? Wait, okay. Well, so is it related to the one that from last month? No. No, it's another game with not a lot of way. colons in it, but it's not related. Yes, to lots of colons. So it has nothing to nope. do with Cal, Katarn, and all that stuff. Not at all. Okay. Possibly a spiritual successor, though not really. Okay. So what's the what's the objective here? You play as a Jedi okay. um, named Cal. Cal? Who is basically Cal. So not Kyle, but bla- Cal. Cal. You know, it's a good point. <laughs> okay. Um, and he's basically Archie. Okay. Um, and he uh, was not... Remember in uh, Star Wars prequels where they kill all the little younglings? Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the ones that didn't get killed. Oh. And so he's been hiding the fact that he's Jedi. Oh no, the Empire found out he's a Jedi, but luckily there's another Jedi and she's going to help him learn to be a Jedi. Okay. And so then they Jedi. Um, it just stole like basically uh, mechanics and all kinds of tropes and things from a lot of other popular games like Uncharted, Dark Souls, um, like anything that's popular. Um, and didn't necessarily do them as well as any of those things, <laughs> but it, great. But it did all of them competently. Well, and, and that's it's really what matters. First, C's get degrees. Yeah, yeah. It's the first single-player Star Wars game in a decade. When did this one come out? Last oh, month. okay. So like this is like brand new, ago. brand new. Oh, brand new. And so, like, there's lots of good critiques. And if you want to see a, a great negative review of it, check out the. Uh, Girlfriend reviews uh, YouTube on it. It's Ooh, hilarious. Okay. You should put that in the um, Slack. Oh, we and should. But we she ends it. it with, um, listen, you know, this was derivative. This sucks. This is terrible. This is it. But it's the first Star Wars game in 10 years. It's 10 out of 10. I loved it. I clapped. It's so amazing. I feel like that describes um, Star Wars Land at Disneyland really well. That's Just exactly. kind of like, but it's Star Wars. Yay. I haven't had I, a Star Wars in a long time. I've got a Star Wars. I got War. a Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. So, okay. So that's my take. I played a Star Wars, and I'm a fan. Good. What? Ready to clap back in? Ba-ba! He's not even looking at us, which is Where he is did he? not think. Hey, Benjamin. Is it time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's that time. <laughs> Has it been that time for a while? You no. are. You are in Just the like zone, buddy. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So the game that you all are playing next month. So you're not gonna play? This sounds no. This sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not so playing fl- any more Star clicker. Wars. I'm not doing wow. this. This is a come on, oh. come on, core. Play a Star Wars. <laughs> Just one Star Wars. Just one, one Star, Star Wars. War. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'll watch. I mean, I will join and I will listen to you guys talk about it, so that there you know you I won't. Sweet. Um, you know, because I miss you guys when I don't get to get to yeah. chat. Uh, but no, that sounds ridiculous. 
So we do. So this will be our February game. All right, all right. Star Wars colon Jedi colon Fallen Quarter quarter. Damn it, mm, you're Target's so hard. close. Uh, but I was really close. Uh, um, <laughs> but we will have an episode before then that the three of us will be on, and that's our holiday special. Happy Life Day, everyone! Yeah, it'll be. We usually, I think, we release it Christmas Eve, uh, which is right in the middle of Hanukkah, right in the middle of Christmas. I haven't looked up the Kwanzaa dates Christmas this year. There's Christmas other holidays Christmas. that happen around this month. Anyway, we'll we'll release it in a few weeks. But we'll uh, yeah, we, we go over kind of a year in review, our favorite moments, our favorite puzzles, our favorite games, our non-favorite of those things. Uh, anything else I'm missing from the Christmas special? It's really our fun. favorite Ringo Ishikawa. Our game oh, of the I, year, Ringo Ishikawa. I do have an apology to make to Jason regarding the holidays. Why we love Ringo Ishikawa the most. Yes, go on. Uh, recently, you stated, I, it might have been on the podcast, it might have been via text, that you liked eggnog. Mm-hmm. You did not? I had eggnog last week for the first time since I was like six and a half. What? Eggnog's delicious. Yeah, eggnog's delicious. How have you not had eggnog? No, actually, I'm not asking that because that's actually very on brand that you have not had eggnog in that amount of time. Wow! Yeah. First of all, I'm lactose intolerant, Okay. <laughs> But also, there's like that weird stubbornness in you where you like decide you don't like something and like that's it. And so I can see you totally being like, nah, I'm not doing eggnog. That's fair. Ben, there are two types of almond nog. Oh, you told me about and this. One oh. of them is superb. And the other. You guys have been having is, a whole nog yeah, conversation. Yeah, we had a nog conversation me? without you last month. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right. I'm yeah. back on the nog. I'm going to get myself. The other is gallon. horrific. So, so look around for the almond nog. Uh, the one I really liked was actually just kind of like a generic brand and not something fancy. That's oh. unhelpful. Honestly. No, no. <laughs> I, I just hope I can. Next find time it I go to Trader Joe's, my wife buy bought me a big fancy nog. thing. Just uh, figure out which one's terrible. It's awful. Oh, bad. it's awful. The best thing is if you can go like, uh, when I've been trying to convince Ben that you guys need to come for WonderCon and then, we can oh, go yeah. to all the vegan foods and all this stuff, but also the bar down April the street. April 10th through 12th, 2020. Bar down the street, Amber here at Lag Bar, the gaming bar. She uh, makes excellent eggnog tasting drinks. So. Ooh. And Ben, the, the secret to uh, making that eggnog, well, first, you can actually make it like from scratch and it's amazing. Uh, I can send you recipes. Is it just two parts egg, one part nog? Or That's what's right. the. Um, I, don't, I can make that. But uh, if you want to do store bought nog and some bourbon, you can't just do the regular nog. You got to get the uh, Southern Comfort work. Oh yeah, because it's really, really thick. Does it curdle if you just use regular nog? No, it's what? fine. It just tastes really thin. Oh, like the, okay. The yeah, regular so eggnog just is like liquid to, just be to drank it. by itself. Yeah, got it. Got but it. if but the Southern Comfort is like I'm ready to be mixed with something. You cannot drink me with a straw. I, am I think that's the kind I had. Was it's the SoCo delicious. one? It was like a milkshake. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and but that can stand to have a little bourbon in it. And you're got still it, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Sweet. All right, good to know. It's very instructive. It was. You <laughs> can take that home. I hope everyone's taking notes at home right now. Uh, it was good. Anyway. Should have saved it for the holiday special, but it's fine. Sprinkle a little nutmeg on top. Oh, nutmeg. Delightful. I didn't. Delightful. I had yeah. like a shot of it. No, yeah. I'll have to go back. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do a nice big mug of it with just like a sprinkle of nutmeg on top that you kind of sniff as you drink. It's that sounds perfect. amazing. I'm into it's it. really good. I have been making my uh, my famous peanut brittle, though, with a little chipotle mm, pepper in there. Excited. What? Do you like peanut brittle? Peanut Would brittle you like some? Chip- Chipotle, what? Chipotle so pepper, good. a little paprika, half of a whole stick of butter. Mm, I like butter. <laughs> okay, I'll send some your way. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, uh, you can find us at menoflowmoralfiber.com on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll be posting all those screenshots to Instagram this week. Uh, hopefully the day this posts, uh, first or second Friday in December, probably the second, I think. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at molmfpod at gmail.com. 
Uh, and if you want to, you know, maybe support us financially, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash M-O-L-M-M. As always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. I'm still here. And I am a mighty pirate. Happy birthday to my husband. I won't be a part of this. <laughs> I'm not going to encourage you. I'm not going to say anything at all. I'm just going to be patient and wait for you to finish whatever it is you enjoy doing so much in this room. Well, happy holidays. We'll see you soon. Happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday, Kyo. Sorry, Kyo. I'm a jerk.